Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blade and Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Uh, we're back after a week's hiatus for our regularly scheduled handicapping podcast, uh, Picks Trying Not to Suck. This is when my brother, the skinny, and I get together to uh, give our favorite five picks of the week. Uh, college football that is against the spread. So let's go ahead and welcome on Skinny. We missed you last week. What's going on, man? Yeah, I, you know it will be um, you know smart. I guess smarting a bit from that uh, initial college football playoff ranking um, for the Sooners. That was uh, I you know it, I I can see the argument for putting OU anywhere from I guess two to where they ended up at eight, but. And I guess it doesn't really matter at this point, right? But eight kind of seemed like the worst they could do, and they got it. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I actually wrote an article uh, about it right before, and uh, you know, the and and I actually used. I mean, I used someone else's uh, a guy, two guys named Adam McClintock and Dave Bartu. They do mathematical modeling of the uh, college football selection committee rankings. And, um, you know, to them, it's really not, uh, you know, there's not as much guesswork that goes into it as, as people tend to think that they, they, they feel like they, the committee year in and year out follows a pretty predictable, like, you know, rubric for ordering and they, they had OU sure. at eight. And, um, so it, that wasn't that surprising, but what you see, I think is that, you know, the committee each week, uh, I mean, they follow the same rules each week, but they really do, you know, show a tendency to move teams around. I really don't think OU's in trouble so long as they keep winning. And in all honesty, it could be a case yeah. too where if they, even if they lose one game, I, they still could end up um, with a shot at getting in. I don't know if it's a great one, but again, if they just went out, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the, the what it all comes down to is win the rest of your games and you're not sweating it in the end, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really wouldn't put too much uh, put too much on it. But anyway, we'll go ahead and uh, get into our picks here in a second. But um, just wanted to recap. So let's see here. Uh, we didn't have any picks from the skinny last week, but last week I went four and one. Uh, hit on Fresno plus one, Wisconsin minus three, Auburn minus two, and I laid the nineteen and a half with the Sooners. Uh, missed on Florida plus 14 and a half. Um, and then again, we didn't have any for skinny. So for on the season, I am 26 and 19, which is 58% skinny. You are 15 and 20. So you are still below 543%. You got some uh, catching up to do here. Um, I'll no go doubt. ahead and let you give us your first of your five favorite gambling picks uh, against the spread college football this week all right well i'm looking at ohio state going to nebraska you know like i know it it was a rough october for nebraska right i mean three losses uh you know was but you know none of them first of all they were all by seven points or less right you had what michigan minnesota purdue i mean no world beaters in that group but but no just terrible losses there right so my kind of my thought on nebraska hasn't changed a ton um and i still think they're a pretty solid team and this is kind of all about college football is so much about situations, right? And you look at Ohio State coming off the big win, primetime at home last week. Now they're going to Nebraska for an 11 a.m. kick. I'll take Nebraska in the 14 and a half points. 
Yeah, uh, man, I, I, I've, I've given up on trying to uh, bet Nebraska games just, I mean, week after week, it seems like they do go the opposite way of uh, what I think. So, But uh, all right, that's the Cornhuskers plus 14 and a half, you said, against Ohio State. Okay. Um, I did not pick that one, obviously. I went instead, I'll go, here's my first one of the week. Um, back before the season, I was able to get uh, Texas plus 10 going to Iowa State this week. This week, it's Iowa State minus six and a half. So I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to play Iowa State here, make that one of mine, Iowa State minus six and a half. Um, you know, Texas's defense just, man, especially against the run is so soft. And that is really not where you want to be. Uh, when you're playing the Cyclones, because um, Brees Hall is a bruiser and uh, they won't hesitate to feed it to him and then use that to uh, build the passing game off of. I think the uh, atmosphere, it's going to be a night game there in Ames, going to be chilly. And uh, obviously, there isn't a lot of love for uh, Texas or Oklahoma when they go on the road this year in the Big 12. So yeah. I think it's going to be a case where. Texas can probably keep it close, but I am going to go ahead and lay the six and a half with the Cyclones. All right. Well, great minds think alike here because I picked this game as well. I'm going with the Cyclones also, you know, for many of the reasons you laid out, right. But, you know, Iowa state obviously tripped up last week. Uh, You know, I think they'll kind of maybe in a tough spot, kind of sandwiching, you know, Oklahoma state and and this game this week. Right. Um, I I think Iowa state comes out and plays well. I, I agree with you you know, kind of the home game, you know, I'm not sure where Texas will even be out and be at kind of mentally, right. After all these, you know, second half slumps or collapses, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, so I'm going Iowa state minus six and a half as well. Yeah. And I guess the other thing to think about here too, is that Iowa state, even though they're, you know, now a game or two behind, uh, uh, the uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State for second place. There still is time for them to potentially get back in the race if Baylor or OSU stumbles uh, here down the stretch. So you know they still got that kind of going for them. So yeah, I think it's a. I just think it's. I think it's good. Good play there. All right. So you are also on Iowa State minus six and a half. Okay. Uh, here's my next one, and uh, you know this might be. I wouldn't say a theme, but. This week, I, I like Purdue a lot at home, getting three. They've got Michigan State coming in. Obviously, Michigan State is a is a big-time darling this year. Uh, undefeated, you know, one of the top teams uh, in the uh, latest edition of the uh, aforementioned college football playoff rankings. Big win last week over Michigan, uh, you know, but it took uh, some, some good fortune there. And also... Um, you know, to me, uh, there's a big thing working in uh, Purdue's favor here and that they, they throw the ball pretty well. Um, it's really the best thing that they do. And teams have had a lot of success in the air this season against Michigan State. Um, you know, this is a San- coming off that big win over Michigan. I, fe- I, I think the chance is here for a flat, flat spot, much like we saw earlier with Iowa when they went to Purdue. I'll go ahead and take the three with the Boilermakers and uh, throw a little something there on the money line, too. Oh, okay. Well, that's funny. Again, you know, I didn't see your picks ahead of time. I'm taking Purdue as well, Uh, you know, much for the same reason. You know, Michigan State, this is a bad spot for them, right? And and Purdue's kind of, you know, I I don't know. Like, 
they don't, they never kind of do what I expect, but you know, offensively, obviously, you know, that you, like you mentioned, they can really throw the ball. And I didn't realize this. I'm not going to pretend I've watched a ton of Purdue football, but their defensive numbers aren't terrible. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Purdue plus three. I'm kind of like you. I was even thinking this is a money line play. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, all right. So we're both on Purdue plus three. All right. Uh, my next one. I, uh, this is a weird one for me. And, uh, you know, this is almost just a, a gut play here, but it's been a weird week at TCU, obviously with longtime coach, uh, Gary Patterson stepping down. He's going to be replaced on an interim basis by his friend, Jerry Kill. Uh, you might remember Kill as the coach for a long time at uh, Minnesota. Uh, he had some health issues there, I think, that kind of in, ended up uh, contributing to them going separate, their separate ways. But, you know, Baylor just played Texas last week. They have Oklahoma next week. They're hosting both these games. Um, you know, the thought is right now that next week will probably be uh, game day in Waco. Um, I I kind of feel like Baylor here is going to, you know, maybe a little distracted. It's not necessarily the kind of situation this team is in that often, um, at least under uh, head coach Dave Aranda since he's come on there. And uh, the Horn Frogs, I know that they've been a mess, but uh, they still have plenty of uh, you know guys like Quentin Johnston and uh, you know some some uh, big time talent there in the backfield. I feel like they can do enough damage to at least keep this within a touchdown. Give me the seven with uh, TCU. Yeah, I, I looked at that one. I, I don't really have a play there. It's you know who knows where TCU will be at. It, it's kind of a weird spot, but. I can see your point on Baylor, though. It's it's also kind of a weird spot for them. So who knows? Right, right. Okay, so that's TCU plus seven. All right, go ahead and give me your. Well, this will be your fourth selection for this week. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm looking at okay. So Auburn plus four and a half going to College Station this weekend. I mean, you know, the thing about Auburn, I haven't had a lot of success betting Auburn one way or another. I, I seem to always have a bad read on them. But I do feel like Bo Nix is playing better. Auburn's playing better. And, I, you know, I'm just not totally sold on a and You know, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm off here, but we'll see. So I, I guess I'm thinking four and a half uh, for Auburn seems like a pretty good value, and that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, I think I will probably end up – when all of a sudden done having a play making a play on Auburn with you on this one not as one of my five though this week but yeah no I I, li- I like uh the Tigers there too I just like the way they're playing this year and uh you know sometimes I know A&M just had a week off but sometimes you know when you're playing well that's the last time you want to take a week off you know what I mean yeah no doubt all right so Auburn plus four and a half okay my fourth selection all right so, Notre Dame Navy annual game. Uh, it always seems to get it, it, it. Pardon me, not always. It can get a little funky, but you know, looking back at the history here, one thing I looked at: Notre Dame's uh, defensive coordinators, Marcus Freeman, uh, you know, rising star in coaching. He was uh, a defensive coordinator for a few years there at uh, Cincinnati um, with with Luke Fickle. So the one time Cincinnati has faced uh, Navy while he was there, 
was back in 2018 and they shut navy down completely uh you know i think like navy averaged something like you know under two yards of play for the entire game final score was like 42 nothing so i think that you're going to get a pretty good effort here out of the notre dame defense against navy's option and i will lay 20 and a half with the fighting irish and i'd also look at whatever the team total is on navy i'd look to go under Wow. All right. Yeah. I mean, did you see last week the Navy TU game? Um, man, you know what? I didn't. Bad. Yeah, I, I caught a little bit. It was, it was like a Thursday. I think it was the Thursday night game. It was a weeknight game. It was one of those, yeah, right? Or maybe it was Friday. Game, maybe it was Friday. I can't yeah, remember. one of them. Yeah. Uh, Nate, did you see where Navy didn't complete? It, they were like oh for three. Yeah, uh, their I'm quarterback sure, yeah. at least passing. Yeah, it's bad loss they for won. Philip Montgomery. I mean, that might that might be bad. Dependent. Sounds. You know, I almost looked at taking that game. Cincinnati was it like twenty two and a half? Yeah. Uh, this I, I you know. In, in fact, I'm I'm kind of kicking myself for not picking that one. But I've got one more. All right, go ahead. Lay it on. You ready? All right. Okay, we've got Indiana going to Michigan. Ooh. So there's kind of a theme for most of my picks this week. You know, again, like it's college football, so much about situations, right? I, you know, Michigan coming off that loss last week. Yeah, they're going back home, and, and, you know, hopefully they'll get right against a pretty bad IU team. Um, but it's still kind of it's, – it's kind of a tough spot here. I'm going to go ahead and take IU plus 20 and a half. Oh, man, that's an ugly dog right there, man. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right, that's uh, the Hoosiers plus 20 and a half. All right, my final pick of the week um, – here we go. Earlier I was talking about uh, the mismatch between the Purdue passing game and the Michigan State pass defense. Well, this weekend you've got uh, Wake and North Carolina, two ACC teams, playing what is ironically a non-conference game because, uh, I don't know, I guess they don't feel like they play each other enough or something, so they said it, it, this doesn't count in the ACC standings. But the deal here is that, you know, of all the different, you look at all the different matchups, one thing that North Carolina does is runs run the ball very well. Uh, you know, it, one of the uh, probably like top 30 rushing offenses or so, and uh, Wake has one of the worst run defenses in the country. I feel like the Tar Heels are going to have a lot of success on the ground here, um, chew up the clock, keep Navy or pardon me, keep Wake's uh, high flying offense with quarterback Sam Hartman on the sidelines. I think that uh, you know the Demon Deacons, uh, one of the few remaining Power Five undefeated teams, go down this weekend. I'll take North Carolina, la- actually laying two and a half here, uh, and I think they went straight up. Yeah, interesting pick. So they're laying two and a half. I'm actually not surprised, but. I like, yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. It's one of the it's one of the rare cases. I mean, it, it happens very very infrequently, but you know, we have an undefeated team that is um, actually uh, getting points uh, this late in the year to an yeah. unranked team. Well, so, I, you know, you watch North Carolina play, and last week I don't know if you caught a little bit. I caught a little of that Notre Dame game, and I'm, you kind of wonder what happened to them this year because that's that's a pretty talented team. Um, it just seems like, you know, again, I haven't watched all their games or anything, but, you know, it, it seems like a team that should be better than their record indicates. Well, 
you, if you remember, Mac Brown said a couple of weeks back, you know, that it was basically the media's fault for hyping his team up too much, and that <laughs> yeah, before the season, yeah, that they yeah, really yeah. aren't uh, any better than he himself expected. So, uh, you know, it's the it was like the most Mac Brown quote of all time. You know, uh, not my fault. Sure, I, I no, I think he did something too. Where it's like we're we're st- you know, it was like midway through the season, like we're starting over. We're you know we're zero and zero this week, and uh, you know. <laughs> Like, how does that actually motivate people? I don't know, but yeah, yeah, typical, typical. All right, well, let's just recap really quickly here. Uh, my five this week: laying the six and a half with Iowa State, taking the three with Purdue, uh, getting seven with TCU. I will give twenty and a half with Notre Dame and North Carolina minus two and a half. Let's see here, Skinny. You have Nebraska plus fourteen and a half. You're also laying the six and a half with Iowa State. You're also taking three with Purdue. Um, you've got Auburn plus four and a half and then Indiana plus 20 and a half over, over Michigan. Um, so let's see here. Okay. Well, since OU's got a bye week, I mean, are there any games like you're particularly interested in watching or anything that, that is going to catch your eye? You think, um, you know, Auburn at A&M, I guess is probably the game I'm most interested in. It's, you know, be honest, it's not like the best (laughs) week on on the college football slate. Right. But Mm -hmm. There's some decent games out there, so you know we'll t- we'll take it. You know Texas Iowa State. I'll be kind of curious to watch Iowa State. Uh, yeah. You know how they come out this week, so um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, for if you're an OU fan, with how things have left to shake out here, I mean, uh, Baylor and TCU, obviously, um, Oklahoma State having to play at West Virginia. That's that's looking trickier yeah. than it has in the co- past couple weeks. Yeah, that's another interesting one, right? Yeah, how the Big 12 will shake out down the stretch here is going to be really fascinating. Right, right. Um, yeah, and then you pick, yeah, you picked out Auburn. I'm much more interested in that one than I am uh, Alabama LSU, which is, I believe, where uh, game day is going to be because they're broadcasting in prime time this year. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I think Auburn A&M is uh, the SEC watch this weekend. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, well, Skinny, thanks a lot for joining us, man. Good luck. You're going to need it uh, to get this uh, to get this thing moving Shoot. back in the right direction. No doubt. Thanks a lot, man. All right, thanks again to the Skinny for joining us. Uh, and thanks to you all for joining us, too. Make sure to go uh, rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is you get, uh, get your podcasts. Give us one of those five-star reviews. Uh, really appreciate that. All right, for the Blatant Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.